Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to lock on to your favorite college and NFL prospects, powered by the brand that you come to know and trust, Destination Debbie. Welcome to the Elite Seekers Fantasy Football Podcast. Now introducing our host, the creator of the Elite Seekers Podcast. He goes by the name of Ben Eby. You can find him on all social media platforms at the Ben Eby. You ready to take flight? We locked on, ladies and gentlemen. Smash that subscribe button. Let's get them trophies brought back to the hotel. Here we go. What's up, Elite Seekers? February 1st is here, and welcome to your favorite Tuesday podcast. Yes, Elite Seekers is now on a brand new day, and we'll be coming at you weekly from Tuesdays from here on out. Formerly, it was on Fridays, but we really believe it's going to give us a better opportunity to you know, see what's happening over the weekends, get a good idea of what happened the previous week, and just give you great, timely information, you know, as we like to do anyway, but just in a way that gets the news out a little bit quicker for you. So hopefully this works with your schedule. If not, feel free to listen to this show on Fridays. It's all good. doesn't matter. We just want to get you the right stuff at the right time. So appreciate you rocking with us. This is episode 45 overall already of the Elite Seekers podcast. So it's kind of crazy. We're creeping up on 50 episodes already, and it's been quite the journey. We uh, appreciate all the feedback. Definitely appreciate the thoughts and, and uh, you know, anytime you reach out and just kind of tell us what you think about certain prospects or what you think about the show, it means a lot. So thank you so much from myself, from the Destination Debbie radio team. Uh, we got a lot of new shows on the network as well, so feel free to check those out. No matter what type of football fan you are, what type of fantasy football player you are, there's something for everybody. And we're really trying to bring a different flavor. We're trying to help you out across the board, no matter what type of leagues you're in. And as always, we're pretty accessible. So get in the Discord if you're not already. Come join us and see what we're all about. We got a a huge, huge group that is extremely active. And, you know, you can really find answers to just about anything very, very quickly. So, you know, if you're looking for that advantage, that is where it's at. And uh, of course, if you're not sure about things, this is your first time with us. Every single Friday, we now have a free newsletter. So check it out. I got a link through my Twitter. You can check it out on the Destination Devi Twitter as well. And uh, get signed up for that newsletter if you're not already. Just a lot of great pieces uh, that are being put out by each of the shows. And everybody on this team is, is working their butt off to bring you some great content going forward and ensuring you always have that advantage. So appreciate you guys a lot. Go ahead and uh, let me know what your thoughts are on last week's show. I got some follow-up information. You know, we talked about the transfer portal. Such a big piece of the puzzle this year. As you guys know, last year, uh, NCAA said you can now transfer once during your NCAA career without having to sit for a year. So it made things a lot easier and and we're well over 3,000. Uh, players that have in- entered the transfer portal since last year. So just a crazy, crazy number and a whole new aspect really brought to the recruiting game because now you're not just fully recruiting guys come out of high school, but you're recruiting a large pool in the transfer portal. And that's going to affect a lot of these guys that are incoming freshmen, right? You're trying to figure out where can you play the earliest? Where's your opportunity to grow? So you only have limited time. And now you have to 
kind of wade through who's transferring where. And that news changes by the day, as you know already if you listen to this show. So it's a lot of information coming at these recruits. It's a lot of information coming at us. So we're just trying to help you wade through that. So we're going to go ahead and start off by talking about uh, Jackson Dart and where he ended up. So Jackson Dart finally found his landing spot. The true freshman quarterback really put up some great numbers last year for USC. He was a guy that came in and had to battle, had to battle to see himself on the field, ended up getting an opportunity early on and uh, really showed out. In six games for the Trojans, he was able to put up 1,353 yards while throwing for almost 62% completion and uh, put up nine touchdowns and five interceptions. So he's a kid that really, you know, translated a lot of his talent coming out of high school onto the football field in, you know, a season where he wasn't the starter coming in and kind of earned his way there, you know, through practice and and obviously some opportunity when injuries happened, but threw for over 300 yards a couple times, including uh, season-high 391 yards against Wazoo. And, uh, you know, it really just kind of shows what type of upside he has. Jackson Dart is a, is a phenomenal play-action quarterback, a, a guy that's really going to do well in the RPO-type offense. And you're going to see it all Miss. He, he has so many of the same characteristics as a Matt Corral And as you know, Matt Corral is moving on to be a potential first-round NFL draft pick, and that's going to be something that I think is in the realm of possibility for Jackson Dart. He's just a a kid that's an absolute playmaker. If you don't know uh, a few of his stats here, so Jackson Dart is a six-foot-three quarterback who came out of Corner Canyon in Utah. He is a kid that just absolutely lit it up in high school for Corner Canyon a school that also produced Zach Wilson and Ohio State quarterback or incoming quarterback Devin Brown there. So this is a, this is a school that's becoming known to pump out really high-end quarterbacks. And I think, you know, the trend is just going to continue as Jackson Dart develops and really shows the world what he's all about. I think landing with Lane Kiffin is just the perfect situation for him. It's, it's totally an offense where he's going to be able to air it out and he has a tendency to go for the deep bomb a lot. He trusts his arm, you know, maybe too much at times, but I think that is what you want in a Lane Kiffin offense. He's going to set you up to succeed. You know, you saw a lot of chances where he was throwing it up to, to Kyle Ford at USC, to Drake London, to, to um, Bryant Jr., and, and just really going after it down the field because the kid puts zip on it. He also hits his receivers in stride. So, if they are you know, ahead of their man, he has the arm to get it there. Even if he's on the run, he doesn't lose any velocity while he's on the run. And I think that's what makes him so dangerous. And, and again, something that made Matt Corral so dangerous at Ole Miss the last couple seasons. Now, Jackson is also another quarterback with a baseball background, having two all-state selections as a baseball player as well coming out of Utah. So he just has that ability and that knack to be creative with the ball and and you know, trust his strong arm, but also throw from different angles. And I think you got to see a little taste of that this year at USC. Uh, but going back to his high school, his senior season, just unreal numbers. And I think it should have Ole Miss fans very, very excited. Jackson completed 240 passes on 345 attempts for over 4,691 yards 
67 passing touchdowns to only four interceptions. And yeah, he uses his feet as well. He was able to put up another 128 rushing attempts for over 1,100 yards and 12 touchdowns on the ground. So just absolutely nuclear when you're talking about a guy who almost put up 6,000 yards uh, himself as part of the offense at Corner Canyon. Again, the school that also produced Zach Wilson of the New York Jets. So um, I'm, I'm pumped up for this one. I'm just feeling like, hey, this is going to be a kid that has the ability to develop. I don't know if it, it puts Ole Miss in a spot where they're going to go out there and knock off an Alabama. You know, that's, that's always a tough task, but I think the potential's there. I think Jackson Dart is the type of leader that is going to attract other playmakers. For example, Michael Triggs, who we'll talk about in a second. Michael Trigg is a guy we spoke about on the show last year and just an absolutely phenomenal basketball-level athlete who translates even better onto the football field. I mean, if you just look at some of his highlights from training camp alone, from, from camp alone you know, at USC last summer, you had an idea of what he was all about. It's just a kid that can go out there and make you miss with quick feet. He can truck you and run you over with good size. And he has phenomenal hands, just really soft hands. Uh, and a guy that, you know, you hear about these tight ends that play basketball all the time. But I really believe Michael Trigg has an elite level ceiling. And, you know, he didn't really get a, much of a chance to show it off this year. So I think Lane Kiffin will go out there and put Trigg in position to, you know, get open and catch some passes from Jackson Dart. And, you know, Trigg said no matter where Dart's going, he was going with them. You saw them on the recruiting trail once they both entered the portal. You saw them on social media and, uh, you know, all their pictures, whether it was with Oklahoma when they went out there and checked the school and campus out or at Ole Miss, you saw the same thing. So, you know, throwing Jackson Dart in there with another transfer that already came in before these guys in Zach Evans, who is an elite talent himself, you know, running back coming out of TCU. Ole Miss is just reloading, losing a lot of guys. Absolutely. But they are reloading. Um, you know, the only concern might be what does Lane Kiffin do with the, the coaching staff? He's bring, bringing in a lot of new guys as he lost some coordinators there to other jobs. But it's Lane Kiffin. He's an offensive mind. I don't think you have to worry about the offense no matter who the coordinators are. So um, that's what it's going to be all about. I would love to see Ole Miss kind of put themselves in position to continue to win, you know, right around those 10 games because I think that will allow Jackson Dart to get the recognition he'll deserve and, and hopefully developing into a guy that's a future first round pick at the NFL level. Time to talk about Michael Trigg, who right out of the gate saw Jackson Dart enter the transfer portal and said, you know what, Jackson, I'm coming with you. You are my guy. And uh, that's exactly what he did. They went on that recruiting run together. And uh, I'm pretty excited for this one. You know, I think the biggest thing for Trigg is he's looking to be a high-volume tight end. He wants to catch the ball. He got to play in four games this year, only got seven catches, just over 100 yards and one touchdown. And I don't think that is what he's looking for. Now, you look at the last few seasons under Lincoln Riley, what is his top tight end done? Well, it's not that pretty ever since Mark Andrews left. So Mark Andrews was 2017, had 62 catches for 958 yards. Just amazing numbers, and you see what he's doing in the NFL now for the Baltimore Ravens. But after that, it's not pretty. 
top tight end, 2018, 25 reception, 396 yards. 2019, top tight end, 16 receptions, 169 yards. 2020, 18 receptions, 218 yards. 2021, 23 receptions for 334 yards. There's a reason why Michael Trigg was like, I'm out of here. I know Lincoln Riley's coming, but I'm not trying to find out if I'm just going to be another guy out here blocking and kind of standing around. So, you know, Michael Trigg has high hopes. He's a guy that is uh, extremely, extremely athletic. And, you know, again, hit me up if you haven't seen what he can do, because, you know, there's just one play from, from last summer that I already mentioned earlier. And, I mean, he'll make guy, makes guys miss, runs guys over, takes about three, four guys to bring him down. It's just, you know, after he hauls in the pass with one hand. So just a uber talented individual who I think, you know, will fit very well in Lane Kiffin's offense. And we know Lane knows how to take advantage of playmakers and put them in position to succeed. That's what he's looking to do. So I'm sure there was some conversation there before he ended up, you know, signing on the dotted line with Jackson Dart. but. It's going to be a good one. Michael Trigg is a guy that I think could be a first or second round type tight end, but you got to catch some passes. You got to show the NFL scouts what you're all about ahead of time. So uh, pay attention for Michael Trigg and what he's able to do against SEC level players because he has the potential to be the top tight end in the SEC. So it might take some time for him to figure out the Ole Miss offense. But uh, again, I believe in Lane Kiffin's offensive mind and and his ability to put guys in the right position. We know they like to air it out. We know they like to run a lot of play action, and Trigg's a guy that can just blow by linebackers up the seam and, and really get open. You know, he averaged 15 yards per catch this year for USC in the few catches he did get, but um, the talent is there. So now it's time to put up or shut up. You got your one transfer in. Michael Trigg, it's on you, but I believe in you, man. I think, I think you're going to do big things in the SEC, and I think Ole Miss got a great one as big as the Jackson Dart move is as big as the Zach Evans move is adding a talent like Trigg at the tight end position just adds on so much more especially when I think there's probably a little bit of opportunity there at the wide receiver position as well for Ole Miss going forward so let's go ahead and take a minute and go and figure out what we do have at wide receiver we got three guys that have moved on to go pro and that's cool we got some openings there but there's just not a whole lot sitting in the wings at Ole Miss. Again, high-powered offense, but you got to have some receivers to throw the ball to. We typically have a good space for guys that might have been, you know, rated a little bit lower, but still have the, the ability to fit into that offense and then, you know, move on and really succeed at the NFL level. And that's what we're looking for right here. And I think I know just the guy, and that is a brand new recruit. So let's talk about him. The recruit that is somebody that nobody's really talking about is Larry Simmons. Larry Simmons is a six foot, 190 pound wide receiver. Just finished up high school, will be on campus here soon. And he is mean. He's only a three star prospect when you look at all the, the big recruiting services, but I think he's much more than that. And it starts with you know, his smoothness on the field, his ability to kind of change speeds and really just be deceptive out there. He's got great length. At six foot one, he has really, really long arms. So I'll be curious to see how those measurements come in eventually. But uh, he's a guy that can go up there and high point the ball, 
He has amazing ball tracking ability on the deep pass. Now, why is that important and why do I think that's going to allow him to get on the field early? Well, Jackson Dart is why. And I think Jackson Dart is a guy who will sling the ball down the field and Lane Kiffin will set him up for that. So if you put a guy like Trigg in the middle and you have a running game with Zach Evans, as well as another recruit coming in, um, I think it really allows you to uh, throw it down the field to a guy like Larry Simmons if he can show out early in the spring and really you know, do some big things. He's coming out of Moss Point, Mississippi, and he had a good high school career. He totaled almost 2,700 receiving yards and 82 touchdowns over his full high school career while adding another 700 rushing yards and 13 touchdowns on the ground. So he's a guy that can kind of move all over the field. I expect him to play on the outside because of his size, because of that weight already, already being 190 pounds. Um, And he's just muscular. He goes up, he gets the ball, super smooth runner. You're not going to catch him if he gets out in front of you because he does have that great long speed as well. And he's just savvy. His playing speed is nice. And it really allows him to stay open. Uh, But those long arms and and strong physicality that he also brings allow him to go up and get the ball. So Larry Simmons, you know, with with his attitude, you know, with his his toughness, his mentality, he's a dog on the field. And I think that's going to translate nicely. I think that's going to allow him to compete early in camp. And I think that's going to allow him to earn a spot. And I would not be surprised at all with with the talent that we know is there right now at the wide receiver position if Larry Simmons goes out there and earns a starting role. Now, it's going to be tough going up against starting SEC talent. You know, it's a big jump from high school, so it might take a little bit of time. But I really believe, you know, by some point in the season, this is a guy you should have on your radar. And he's probably on nobody's radar right now, just being a three-star prospect. But I think that will change very quickly. So if you, if you need to check out some film, let me know. I'll uh, send you some of that. And uh, he's just a guy, I believe, will be someone who raises the bar at Ole Miss and could be another in the long line of wide receivers coming out of that school to go with, you know, your A.J. Browns, your D.K. Metcalfs, your uh, more recently Elijah Moore. He's a guy that could be in that line of receivers because of his mentality, his physicality, and just all the tools he puts together. He's not, he's not elite at any one thing, but I think he's really, really good at everything. And, and with that offense, with Dart, it could be dangerous for Lane Kiffin to have Larry Simmons. So pay attention. That is a guy I'm all in on as a three-star prospect. And you know what time that means. It is uh, time for the quote of the show. If you don't know what that is, I end every single show with some sort of quote, some sort of thought, because, hey, why not? That is a great way to uh, kick off the rest of the week. So here, here it goes. One small positive thought in the morning could change your whole day. I really believe that you go out there and you make some small positive actions, some small positive thoughts, and uh, it really just kind of builds momentum for the rest of your day. So no matter what you're going through, find a way to make that happen early. Maybe it's an action like getting a workout in or whatever it might be, but just do something to start your day off the right way and take control of that. You know, nobody else can can tell you anything right out of the gates in the morning. So you get to make the first move of your day. Why not make it a positive one? But again, I appreciate everybody for rocking with us again. It's all about Tuesdays now. No more Friday shows. Elite Seekers will come to you every single Tuesday. And again, you will be able to sign up if you haven't already for our Friday newsletters. Those are absolutely free. 
you get a little sample in there uh, from my shows as well as the other great shows we got going on on Destination Debbie Radio. But that's all I got for you this week. Thank you so much. I hope you guys all have a great rest of your week. And uh, that's it for now. Elite Seekers, out.